Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss God of War's release date. We also talk about the Nintendo Mini Direct. You can also catch an extended version of this episode on YouTube. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And it's great to have you here with us again. It's great to be back. We took a little week hiatus. Uh, seeing as it was the middle of the year and also there wasn't a lot of video game news so we decided to take a break but we're back you know we missed doing the show but had a little you know downtime so that was all that was that was good but we're glad to be back at least i am are you glad to be back nick yeah i'm glad to be back but at the same time it was nice having a full weekend uh back for basically the like i mean it's been 25 weeks in a row right so i kind of just forgot what that felt like to be like, oh, I can just wake up and do whatever I want and not have to worry about editing a podcast. And so that was kind of nice, but you know, it's good to be back though. Yeah. That's the funniest thing. Like, you know, since we do mostly everything on the podcast in terms of editing and publishing it and all that stuff, it's like, it, it's a lot of work, but you know, uh, we're, we get better at it and there's less, t- uh, time for turnover. So yeah. There you go. But we're back. We're back. And uh, it was a good thing anyways because there wasn't a lot of video game news. We didn't want to put out an episode uh, of just like random crap uh, that we weren't prepared for. Um, Obviously, with the end of E3, Summer's Game Fest um, being being just for the first two weeks of June, um, everybody kind of took a break. And so did we. But we're back. There was... Uh, some good video game news this week, which uh, we'll, we'll go over. That's the agenda for today. We're just going to go over some of the video game news that happened the past week and some of the stuff that happened even the week before that. Because um, even though it was a quiet week the, the week before that, there's, there was still some slight uh, news. Um, so let's get on with the show. So the first bit of news on the agenda is something that I think everybody's kind of been waiting for, and that's the release date for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Sony Santa Monica, uh, along with uh, Corey Barlog, is it Barlog? Barlog, yeah. Everyone always wants to say Balrog because of Street Fighter. Yeah, because of Lord of the Rings. It's it's Barlog. No, Street Fighter. Oh, also Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That's right. Yeah. Many reasons. Many reasons. Confused. (laughs) So they announced the release date for God of War Ragnarok. and surprisingly, which, you know, it was kind of rumored that it was going to come out this year, but there was a lot of doubt from a lot of people just because there's a lot of delays for everything. But they officially announced the release date. It's going to be November 9th, 2022. Um, now, I know Nick was hoping that they would release in November 11th, 2022, so it could shit on Starfield's supposed release date. But um, it's going to be on a Wednesday, surprisingly. They don't really release uh, video games on Wednesdays. But it, you know, being uh, North, Norse mythology and all that, it kind of works into its favor because uh, um, Odin is, his name kind of translates to Wednesday or something like that, I know, in, in Norse mythology. So, you know, little, little Norse mythology fact there. Where did that come from? <laughs> yep. I've never heard if of that. If you haven't read the... If you haven't read the Norse mythology uh, book by Neil Gaiman, I recommend it. It's a really good book um, with stories. So with a lot of the games being uh, delayed, uh, pushed into next year and all that, especially the major games, there wasn't, there hasn't been a lot of blockbuster releases this year. I can only really think of 
uh, Elden Ring, which we were super hyped about, came out in, in February. And then you had, like, obviously Starfield getting pushed next year, Breath of the Wild pushing next year, um, and a bunch of other big blockbusters that people were expecting. It's nice to see that God of War at least kept the, the release date to this year. I mean, you never know. Still might get pushed to 2023. But um, all signs point to November release. Obviously, with how popular and how great the first one was, um, you can definitely see this one being a contender for Game of the Year. And props to Sony for, for keeping uh, their word, kind of, in terms of saying that it was going to be released this year, even though it took a little bit. Um, and I'm pretty sure they'll probably do a showcase between now and November to kind of show off more gameplay, see what you're looking forward to and all that. What about you? Are you excited that this has come true? Yeah, it's great. So Elden Ring will have some some competition for game of the year. Uh, there's not too much, uh, you know, new stuff in the holiday season. So I think this will probably be one of the, the few, you know, games that I actually buy uh, for the holidays. So, and yeah, we've talked about this before where it's now that Sony's releasing increasingly more games on PC, you know, I then need to kind of make this decision on whether I buy it now on PS5 or if I just wait to get it. For PC down the road, and I think this is one of those titles that I'll probably up by day one on PS5 because I'm impatient and I'm expecting it to be awesome and you know perform great on, on PS5. So, uh, so yeah, super excited. Um, I don't know if there's, I gotta take another least uh, take another look at the release calendar, but like, because I, I generally like to have like one or two big games that I spend, you know, basically like Thanksgiving and Christmas playing and this is absolutely going to be one of them. And I can't really think of anything else. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad it's, it's making it for, for holidays for sure. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of the news of God of War getting the official release for November. Um, we were going to move on to the next bit of news, which was Forspoken, another big title uh, by Square Enix, a uh, big single player title that was supposed to get released in October, but that one got pushed to January. Um, and Square Enix released a statement. They were kind of saying to kind of free up and have it just be released on its own. Um, they, After talking to their partners, they decided to push it to January. And what that basically tells me and a lot of people, I think, is they didn't want to kind of, they didn't want it to compete with God of War, both on the same kind of maybe a month apart uh, release or a couple of weeks apart release, which is Kind of good, you know, especially if, if you have a strong partnership like Square Enix and uh, Sony have to kind of, they don't want to be stepping on each other's toes. So, uh, Forspoken for, for is kind of a title that is on my radar. I like the combat. I like the, the way it's looking. Uh, Square Enix kind of doesn't really do, uh, doesn't really fail in terms of uh, first uh, player, single player games. I think uh, it's, it's a good choice. Definitely, it's still on my radar. Uh, and I'll just wait till it comes out in January. Um, do you think this was a, a wise business decision? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I think. Like, I guess. I guess that's like partially contributing to it. It's. It's just not wanting to have. Because uh, that's a, at least initially, Forspoken's a PS5 exclusive. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think another thing is like they just didn't. And this is the second time Forspoken's been delayed, right? I think the first time was more for they just wanted to polish the game. Um, so I think there's probably maybe some more of that. Like I think, at least from what I've seen so far, I think Forspoken's more like on the, you know, 
I'm like less, maybe as less optimistic as you are in that actually being a good game. <laughs> so I think we'll see what happens. But um, so I think it's more, it's more than just like crowded releases. Because uh, again, it's the holidays. Like I think people are buying games, and I don't, I don't really think there's that much else other than God of War. So like it's hard, hard for me to believe that you know Sony thinks that literally only one game is going to be sold during the holiday season and it's going to be out of war and no one's going to buy anything else. So, so I don't know. Um, but we'll see, but I just, I actually just don't think I haven't really seen much to get me excited about Forspoken other than it being, you know, just kind of like a new, a new IP from square square NX. Um, I mean, I think, I think I like, I, I, I just like, I've seen the combat. Uh, it looks like they made an avatar uh game with the power to control the elements so i think that looks pretty cool obviously i want to see more um and play it more but that that's what's drawing me in you know just a a new a new game a new game is is what's Mm -hmm. drawing me in um but with the with the delays like you said it's already got it got delayed once already i think it was supposed to be coming out uh this summer now it's got it then it got pushed to october now it gets pushed to january um and then being one of the main reasons, I think, also with the reception for Babylon's Fall. I don't think Babylon's Fall, you know, it got bad reception, bad reviews. Nobody's playing it. I think there's one person on Steam uh, yeah, playing what, it. Yeah, there's that one person. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Square Enix sent out a survey um, to the players to see what they would like different about the game. They might do a complete overall overhaul. You never know. Especially with these games that are fully released. Um to just get reworked completely we know it succeeded with something like no man's sky but we know it's also failed uh with something like anthem where they were thinking about doing it and they, they were just like we don't want to put more resources into a failed game so you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's one of the reasons that square enix isn't too like it isn't in a rush to release it uh, so it's it just works out better for them and then uh, next bit of news, kind of staying on the Sony uh, production train, is about Sucker Punch. Um, they kind of had to come out um, and say that they were not working on infamous, uh, uh, any sort of infamous content. Um, for those who aren't familiar, is one of their franchises on PlayStation where you basically play like a superpower hero and you have different choices. And then also Sly Cooper, um, where you play as a thief, kind of like a platformer adventure type game a la Ratchet and Clank, Jack, uh, Jack and Dasher, which are mostly uh, famous uh, for for developing. Um, they kind of just came out with a release saying that they're not working on any of that. Obviously, with a lot of their job postings that they've had recently and the success of Ghost of Tsushima, um, it does seem like they're working on part two of that, which it was a good game. It got great reviews from what you've told me of playing it. Um, it's a great game, which I, I'll play down the road. Um, but just kind of, I guess, the fans were were egging, uh, pressuring them and trying to find out information, seeing if they were working on any of these titles. So they just came, came out and said it, kind of different from any other studios. You know, you don't really hear studios saying, we're not working on anything of this nature. Yeah, you know, it was interesting, right? Because you don't see that very often. So I, I wonder what, I wonder if we'll see more of this or... And from like a, I guess it's helpful. Like, I guess I like prefer that where, you know, you'll, if a studio is just like a little bit more transparent about what they're not working on, then you kind of don't go down this, you know, path of having like unrealistic expectations or, or be like being disappointed or, or whatever. So 
I think that's a, probably a, a good thing. Um, and then the, the other thing that I thought was, was funny, like I, I didn't think they were actually working on a Sly Cooper game anyway, but I do find it kind of uh, interesting how, you know, so you know, Sucker Punch, I think one of their first big games was, was Sly Cooper. It was a mascot platformer game, Naughty Dog, uh, had Jack and Daxter kind of in the same genre. Insomniac had Ratchet and Clank kind of in the same genre. And those were kind of the games that made, you know, made those studios like in the early days. And, um, oh, even in Crash Bandicoot 2, right? So that was like uh, another Naughty Dog game. So it's kind of funny how all those studios have kind of moved on uh, and that they're kind of doing like the more mature single player games that Sony first party studios are now kind of known for so um except it's on the that is still doing Ratchet and Clank which I love so. yeah that's true that's true yeah <laughs> they're, they're still doing Ratchet and Clank but but Naughty Dog's moved on seemingly and Sucker Punch uh but I don't know I just, I just thought that was kind of funny where I guess maybe the the audience has you know back then they're like ah we need to compete with Mario and then now the PlayStation kind of has its own audience. It's like a little bit more mature and they're kind of not building games catered to that audience. So it's just kind of an interesting observation. Um, and I, I was, I was a big fan of Sly Cooper. Did you, did you play those games? Like, I think there was three of them. I managed to play. Um, I, I can't remember how many, but I played at least uh, the first two. I believe, I believe there was four. four. Okay. Um, I managed to play uh, PlayStation on, on PS4, they managed to release, re-release, like, the collection as part of PlayStation Plus, you know, which I'm a big fan of. Um, so I downloaded them and I played them, and I really, really enjoyed them. I, I think I think you are right, um, especially with these three studios, Insomniac, Naughty Dog, and Sucker Punch being kind of premier studios at Sony, and they do kind of share technology and share tips and all that. It is kind of funny that they kind of moved on from these platformers to these, like, more realistic uh, action games where it goes to Tsushima, Spider-Man, and uh, The Last of Us, um, and Uncharted. So, you know, I, I, I give them, you know, give them whatever they want, whatever time they need. I think it's also a response because the last couple of months on the internet has been kind of toxic, especially on Twitter, with a lot of uh, people just demanding things like, we want this game, we want more information on this, we want more information on that, and harassing uh, developers, which... You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. The internet gets kind of crazy sometimes when they got like, you know, they're, they're like a dog when they got a bone that they can't stop chewing. Um, I know recently with the God of War uh, developers, they've been getting a lot of harassment just because a lot of people wanted information on the release date. So um, I, I, I agree with you. I think it, it would work out better for the developers to be like, we're not working on this. Uh, we have no news to share of this or anything like that just to kind of be more straightforward instead of crazy people on the internet kind of making up their mind about something and starting rumors and just getting the developers bashed. So uh, props to them. And uh, hopefully we, we do hear more news on, on what they are working on, which I'm pretty sure it's either going to be Ghost of Tsushima or, or a new game. Uh, and I'm okay with that, you know. Or what if, what, if they're just, what if they're just trolling everyone and they're actually working on Sly Cooper? That, that would be, be the ultimate funny. troll. Yeah, I do. I do feel like I do feel like uh, you know, there's certain pockets of the games audience that gets a little gets pr- pretty toxic and a little 
you know, it's a bit, a bit much, but I do, I feel like it's gotten worse. Like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just cause there haven't been a lot of, you know, big games out there or, or whatever, but I do feel like it's, it's been getting even worse. And yeah, weren't, weren't people like sending like dick pics or something to, to get, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's yeah. the main one. It's like, what, why? Like, because you, your dick pic is not going to make a game. <laughs> 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 I, like, part of me, I don't I mean, I don't know if I would actually want to do this, but part of me wants to like, ha- have like a talk, like a one-to-one be like, can you just like walk, walk me through your thought process you okay? of like, what, <laughs> what is the objective how do you how do you think yeah. you know, this helps like but at the same time like i actually probably like, wouldn't want to interact with that whoever's doing that anyway possibly, so it's possibly. kind of a yeah. it's just so bizarre man like send me money or food or something or tickets to something don't send yeah. me dick pics that's not how it works <laughs> um but yeah i'm glad like like i said i, I um i'm glad like uh cory Bar- uh, barlog he kind of came forward and he was he was like you guys need to stop doing this and I know they did it as well with Double Fine Studios um, and the studio from Monkey Island I know they recently got like a whole bunch of negative uh, comments um, when they recently did like a showcase for for Monkey Island the the remaster um, and that kind of uh, was very negative that it kind of made the the creator really sad that he, he he was like i'm not gonna show anything anymore in the future i'm just gonna wait till the release so yeah stop picking on these developers they're doing the best work they can under the circumstances um and people being dicks on the internet doesn't help so stop being a dick on the internet yeah, that one was so yeah ron gilbert um yeah ron he, gilbert, there you go. so people really didn't like the art style of of the new uh return to monkey island game and which i i like i agree like i um i personally also don't like the art style but at the same time <laughs> like I, I didn't go on a bunch of message boards or social networks and harass the developers so um you know there's a certain way to provide feedback uh and i feel like most gamers choose to not not do it appropriately and are super negative and I don't know. So, but yeah, Ryan Gilbert basically was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to show anything until the game's done. And that's how I'm going to manage that situation. So, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. I think, I think it's becoming increasingly more challenging for developers to figure out how to engage with uh, their communities just because there are these like pockets of people who are just so, you know, extremely negative and, it's gotta be really like incredibly frustrating, right? Like you're just like, oh, I'm going to work on this game and it's my creative outlet and I want to make a bunch of people happy. But then you have all these people who are just kind of, you know, pissing in your Cheerios all the time. And that's got, that's gotta be a mental, a mental drag. So that's a tough one to, tough one to navigate. Yeah. And the gaming community itself is like the biggest double-edged sword because you could say one little thing where everybody's happy and then change that up and everybody's mad. So it's, it's hard to please everybody, but what can you do? Just calm down, internet. Calm I, down. The, the biggest meltdown I was ever... Uh, I'd be, so, you know, the, the Wind Waker reveal. Were you, like, 
connect like plugged into like the media like games media at that time when that was announced like that was yeah I, yeah i know I so <laughs> so i'm just trying to imagine like if that were if that same thing were to basically like happen like in today's world with like all like i just can't even imagine how how much of like a how much out, outlash there would be to that or backlash there would be to that so but what's so funny is everyone was so angry at the time but i feel like people love that game now yeah it's like it's it's as easy as if you go to a restaurant and you see a meal and just wait till you eat it don't fucking complain about it before you eat it but you know we're not we're not civilized enough for that um but yeah hopefully the the internet calms down it might be like you said it's it's a drought there's a drought right now of not a lot of stuff going on so everybody's up in arms about everything EA just fucked up with that single player tweet <laughs> thing that they did. That's I they deserve they uh, deserve it's, that. It's like, be, that's well deserved uh backlash. Like that was they did, such they a did. dumb dumb tweet. But it's a total opposite of the spectrum because the whole internet community was actually against that one tweet. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, use the power for good. That's the power for good. Not sending dick pics. That's yeah. not a good power. <laughs> Um, all right, um, but enough of that. Um, next, next bit of news we wanted to talk about: Skull and Bones. Um, we'll we'll talk about it briefly. Um, it's basically a, a a game from Ubisoft, which took the concept from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Personally, one of my favorite Assassin's Creed um, of the ship battles and stuff like that. Um, and they made a full-on game about it. They just recently did a little showcase um, to announce uh, when the release date's going to be, which I believe it's in November, um, and show gameplay. Um, I know this game has been kind of in development, talked about for about four years. So it was great to see out in the wild. I don't know necessarily if I'm going to get it just because... I did think it was a great part of Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag to be able to do the ship combat and to sing the, sh the sea shanties and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think it might work well as a full-on game by itself. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I, Like I said, I kind of liked it more because it, it had Assassin's Creed and it also had ship combat. I don't know if I'll like it for just having ship combat, but we'll see when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not a big Assassin's. You're not a big Assassin's I, Creed I guy, hate so, Assassin's Creed. but I will take yeah. your opinion on uh, this. Yeah, I hate those <laughs> games. Um, and then I also read that there's apparently like no uh, surface gold modes. There's like no story, or so I'm. I'm trying to like understand, you know, what what that actually means. Like, is it <laughs> like what do you do? What do you do? You just just just. The, Sing sea, sh uh, sea shanties and shoot uh, other so uh, other ships. Like I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves, so maybe it's um, where you just kind of grab grab quests or hunt treasure. I, I don't know. So maybe it's it's more kind of similar to that. But so I think because of that, and because it's been like in development hell for so long, like I'm not too optimistic about this. Um, it is look great though. So I mean, it looks it looks awesome um but beyond that like there's not really too much for me to get get excited about it so um and it comes out that comes out this year too that's or is that yeah it looks like it's uh oh, okay. set out for november as well but ubisoft is one of these studios that uh one of these 
developers that always kind of throws out some weird games or, or just concepts of games every now and then, which it's good. Experiment, try new things. So um, they might have a hit that, you know, TikTok is full of people singing sea shanties. So you never know. Yeah, I think... As long as the sea shanties are good, I think it'll be yeah. fine. Uh, you know, we'll see about that. But to me, it's it's it sounds like the game's just going to be like, oh, here's a giant map with four million icons on it. And you just need to go around and check all the boxes, and there's no real point. point. Like it, that's like classic Ubisoft. So, um, at least with Assassin's Creed, there was like some you know narrative and you know. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I'm not. It's it's yeah. a big question mark. I think for both of us, it's gonna be like a big question mark. Like, is this gonna work? Is it enough to to make it a purchasable game? Like, oh yeah, I'll pick it up. We, we don't know. I, I guess when it does come out, we'll have to see more gameplay and actually... Hopefully, it's not like $70 yeah. worth. Do the do we know if the bones equals dollars in this game? Probably. You know, bones equals dollars. The bones are the money. I mean, if that's the case, then I'm, then I'm, inter- then I'm interested. I think you should leave yeah, for, for the interested. fans. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe it has an Assassin's Creed game tucked in there, so... <laughs> you would yes. hate that then alright um, so moving on next bit of news we want to talk about the Nintendo Direct Mini uh, Nintendo uh, about a week and a half ago hosted a Nintendo Direct Mini where they showcase a lot of their third party games um, that were going to be coming out or maybe that they announced um, we're not going to go over all of them obviously um, there's a lot, about 15 or 20 games We'll put the link in the show notes so you can check it out if you wanted to see the whole thing. But we'll give a little feedback on some of the ones that we are kind of interested in uh, or that piqued our interest. Um, just go go a little rundown. First one being Monster Hunter Rise. Nick and I uh, big fans of the Monster Hunter franchise. Not necessarily going to pick this one up. I uh, On my end, at least. I'm a still, still a big fan of Monster Hunter World. I think it's uh, done great. Um, that's my Monster Hunter for a while. This is essentially just a port of the um, the the Sunbreak expansion is the expansion to Monster Hunter Rise, which also got released on PC. Um, it being a port of the Switch version on PC, I don't think it's drawing me enough to kind of get it. So I'll I'll pile on that. I'll wait for another proper full Monster Hunter. Same. And then you got Nier Automata, the Inoyoha edition. I have uh, the regular edition on PC. Great RPG, uh, action RPG for those who aren't familiar with it. I would recommend on getting it if you haven't. Um, I know it's pretty, it goes on sale all the time. But it's a great game. Check that out. Have you I have it. Uh, I've probably put in about, I don't know, five or six hours into it. And then I just got stuck. Like, I didn't know what the what the hell I was supposed to do next. And then I just got sidetracked and never picked it back up again. So it's definitely been on my list of games to, to pick back up. It might even be like a Steam Deck game that I like, you know, just that becomes one of my Steam Deck games. So oh, we'll see. I'll tell you, it's a very interesting game. It's very mysterious. I don't want to spoil too much because of the way it's formatted. I... I it, I'm it, I'm aware. Like I know, game. I think I need to get more into it, but I'm aware stuff happens that makes it very interesting. I just haven't gotten there yet, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff happens. Stuff happens. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's a good game. Um, next one, uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, uh, which is from Capcom. It's basically ten games from the Mega Man Battle Network franchise. Uh, I remember um, when I was like in middle school, there was a cartoon series of this. It's basically the Pokemon uh, version of Mega Man Battle uh, uh, Mega Man, where it's a total of 10 games they kind of release like a red and and blue version i don't know the names of them uh but um the franchise itself really beloved had interesting gameplay mechanics um so i'm glad they're, they're bringing this to a new generation and they're releasing all 10 titles i will probably pick this one up just because i i really like um i didn't play all the games i would say i play like three of them so i'm excited to pick this up um and and try them out again now that i'm older um next one we were gonna say is live a a live nope. a life i always fuck this up live alive live alive oh my god fucking it up again uh but that one comes out july 22nd uh nick and i are pretty excited about it we love rpgs we want to try this out we love the music if you know if you've been with us since the beginning uh we put some sound clips in uh in uh one of the episodes i forget which episode early teens episodes um, the demo is out now on on uh, the Switch. I believe you can play the first three chapters. Um, I haven't got myself my hands on the demo, but I'm gonna download that and, and get into that. I'm just I'm just buying it. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna mess with the demo. I'm just I'm all in. I think this is probably the only <laughs> no try before you buy, yeah, just straight I'm, buy. I think this is the only game I'm gonna buy uh, out of this direct, or really From probably just for the Switch. For the rest of time, is, yeah. this is probably well, a I was gonna game say, I'm gonna get, but well, I was gonna say because the next one I know you're a big fan of uh, for for little pressing buttons trivia. Uh, the next one, Doraemon Story of Seasons. Nick is a big Doraemon fan, so uh, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get that one whenever that comes out. Well, no, this on PC. No, or this something. game's been out for a while. This is just a yeah. It's it's oh. been out on PC for I think well over a year. Uh, so this is the port to the Switch. Uh, so to me, again, as I'm thinking about cool, cool games to play on Steam Deck when I get that, which should be, uh, on Monday, which is when this episode of the podcast will, will get published. Um, I might actually pick this up because I think it'd be a good, you know, it's kind of like Harvest Moon and it's, it's those like, you know, life simulation games, which I think translate pretty well to, you know, playing on the go. Um, so it's just kind of funny how me seeing this in a Nintendo Direct, in a Nintendo Direct was like a catalyst for me. Like, oh yeah, I want to buy this, but not on Switch. I'm going to get it on PC and then play it on Steam Deck. Which which I think is a thing yeah. that... Not that I think you know Steam Deck isn't by any means like a you know mass market kind of, kind of device. I still think it's like pretty niche, but I think a lot of people are kind of going through that same, uh, you know, experience of like i i don't need to buy anything on switch anymore if i have if i have a steam deck like why would you so so that's me uh, good good uh good points good points uh which by the way we'll have our our duo steam deck uh review once nick gets his and he's played around with it for might, a little bit so might even do that, it guys. in person next weekend oh yeah Ooh, surprise surprise yeah. Um, the next game was, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures, which, you know, I know you're also a big fan of Dragon Quest. Um, 
and that one comes out December 9th. Um, we'll see it right now. It looks like to be a, a Nintendo Switch exclusive, but with these things, I know they've had uh, the other Dragon Quest games come out on PC and other consoles, so you can definitely expect that to come out in other consoles. Yeah, I'm. I'll um, definitely wait because uh, I actually do enjoy. Like, they're not usually the, like the best games ever, but I do enjoy these like side, um, you know, side side games of Dragon Quest, um, particularly Dragon Quest Builders. I thought it was a great, great franchise. And then there's a few other, you know, kind of Dragon Dragon Quest games that are pretty cool. So I'm always open open to check these out. Um, we didn't see too much in the trailer. Um, and it just looked like, it looked like shit because it's on, it's on the Switch. Um, it's on the <laughs> so Switch. it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait. And if it ends up being a good game, I'll just, I'll grab it on some other system whenever it's available. Well, the good thing is with a lot of these games, um, especially being uh, Japanese published and developed, I feel TGS being around the corner, Tokyo Game Show, we're definitely going to get more um, info and more gameplay and showcase on these. So I'm excited for that, um, especially with the next one. The next one being uh, Harvest Stella. It's basically a, a Square Enix take on an RPG slash farming simulator type game. Looks very interesting. I know I like the the idea that Square Enix the last with a lot of their games lately they've kind of um, diverged and done different things to it. Even though they're mostly well known for RPGs, they've kind of you know taken chances and done different things with them. Yeah, I'm uh, interested in this one for sure. Uh... I just mentioned Dragon Quest Builders. Like this game actually reminds me quite a bit of that, except it it seems that Harvestella is more focused on like the farming as opposed to you know building structures or whatever. But you know m- maybe that's maybe that's in there and we just haven't seen it yet. But yeah, look cool. Um, again, it's it's I'll probably wait for it to be on something other than the Switch. But uh, I'm definitely down with with those types of games. So look look, look nice. All right, and then the next one being uh, the Persona games. You have Persona P3 Portable, uh, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal. Those are all going to be coming out to the Switch, um, which I know we've talked about um, when they announced it um, at the Xbox Showcase. Those are also coming out on Xbox and PC, so those don't really need to get into it that much. We'll probably just try them out on PC. Um and the last one, uh, Ultra Kaiju Monster Farm, which unfortunately is Japan only. Um, I didn't see this one, but Nick, I, I know you, you saw it and you, you know, it bummed you out that it's not going to be available in the, yeah, in the states. It's the, I think in, in the U.S. the series is called like Monster Rancher, uh, which I've never, I've never actually played one, but I'm like I've, I've seen them before. But yeah, this one's, uh, it's like monster rancher meets kaiju and like ultraman and and all that stuff so yeah and i just like kaiju kaiju stuff so i'll see if you know thinking optimistically maybe if the game does well maybe they'll figure out how to get it localized and made available outside japan but well might just have to get a little get a little import unfortunately i won't be able to read anything but um yeah i don't know yeah, maybe there's, guys maybe there's not that much story. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> and you yeah. know a little bit of Japanese. That's what I thought. Like I've tried playing games, and it just it's it's too hard. <laughs> like I, it takes me way too long to read things, and then I just get annoyed. And 
it's not not enjoyable um but yeah that was i am also not a big fan of reading things too much but you know i thought it looked looked cool it was probably like the coolest new game that i saw and of course that's not going to be made available in, in the u.s so that was kind of a kind of a bummer but yeah i'll just cross my fingers and hopefully figure out a way to play it um sometime down the road i'm there with you it does look like a fun little game kaiju's always uh uh, always a good time always a good fun time all right and that does it for our news segment um news of the week obviously uh some interesting stuff so uh we'll, we'll see what the future brings with all these games uh we'll definitely keep an eye out an eye out on a lot of them um all right and we're gonna mo- directly move into closing thoughts um i'll start off just finished evil within two um i had played evil within one on pc while back uh was able to get it for a fairly uh small price i think i only pay like five bucks for it and i also purchased evil within two uh right after that um but having the steam deck um kind of facilitated i would say me deciding to play it just because i was finally able to just be on the couch have the tv on and i have to be kind of buckled under my um my PC and having to be restricted to to the computer um, was able to be that game and and like I said it's kind of made me appreciate the the Steam Deck more. Uh, next up, I'm gonna try and focus on Hades, which I also bought on PC but kind of uh, fell off and didn't finish the game. I'm excited to to play that on uh, on Steam Deck. The Steam Deck has come in handy. Um, I don't have as many games as I thought I did that were Steam Deck verified, but I know that even though a lot of them aren't Steam Deck verified, you can still play them. They might just uh, be a little wonky, um, but I'm excited. I, I think uh, after Hades, I'll, I'll do Dragon's Dogma on Steam Deck. Um, it seems to me like with a lot of these Steam Deck games, it's more like games that I don't want to be on the computer to sit for, but if I have them handheld, uh, just sitting on the couch, it's kind of easier to to go through them while I'm doing something else. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then I finished watching the boys, but I will wait for you. I know that's also part of your closing thoughts. So I'll wait for you to kind of, uh, start on that so we can kind of talk about it real quick. Cool. Um, yeah, I think from my perspective, the, instead of recording and editing the podcast last weekend, uh, I, I played games. Um, so that was kind of nice. Um, I think I mainly just played Neon White, so I was able to beat that game. Uh, it took me about 20 hours uh, to... And I think initially I, I wanted to get like all of these ace trophies, which is like the fastest completion time. And then I think there's actually even, even harder... I think they're called red trophies. So I think there's like an even higher... Uh, or you need faster completion time... Uh, that you can kind of, you know, try to beat. So, so initially I wanted to like get all the trophies, get all these like presents that you can find in the levels. But I just, I think after 20 hours, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, you know, it was, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get back to yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, um, I, like I really enjoyed it. I just kind of didn't see, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to put in the effort to try to like a hundred percent this game, which is, pretty much what i always do uh like there's very few games that i actually like you know try to fully complete uh but no i I really enjoyed it it's an awesome game um the really the only like 
qualm I, I had with it was like the the writing and and the kind of the story is kind of not not great um so like if there was a world where that was like kind of de-emphasized or, or improved in a way that like the game would you know i never, I never want to say games like perfect but it would be like you know damn damn near perfect like it's just like a really well-packaged game so yeah it's 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 great have you you haven't played it yet have you no no i think i'm gonna based on 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 the good praise that you give it, I'm, I'll play it down the line, especially because it's also Steam that verified. So, yeah, good to I think, pick up. Um, I I probably wouldn't love it on Steam Deck just because I'm such a mouse and keyboard fanatic. But um, but I'm not. Yeah, but you're not. So maybe this is like in your in your wheelhouse. But yeah, I think for for it's like twenty bucks or maybe it's like twenty five bucks full price, and I was able to easily get like twenty hours out of it. Like I think it's a good good value proposition had a great time uh i love the soundtrack i've actually been listening to the soundtrack quite a bit like when i'm not playing the game and i'm just doing like work stuff or whatever like it's good it's good hype music uh but yeah so wrap that one up um i'm actually trying to figure out what i'm gonna play what i need to play now so i think over the next couple weeks uh so again I'm, I'm getting the steam deck so I'm, I'm really trying to figure out like what's my my steam deck strat in terms of which which games that i want to focus on so yeah i have a bit of a bit of a white space right now i guess live alive comes out um s- this month i don't know the ex- i can't remember the exact date so maybe uh the 22nd uh, okay, so okay. two weeks all right so i got, oh, I got a couple yeah. i got a couple week, you know week or two so so yeah um but that's pretty much on the games front and then on tv uh i'm fully caught up with better call saul uh i think you were casted some doubt on my ability to catch up in time no i i knew you were gonna catch up okay okay i don't know it's 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 just a little i know it's a little bit harder when you're watching it with somebody else because it's you gotta both be on the schedule well i mean she she was like I was I was the bottleneck, not her. Like she was like basically holding me at gunpoint to <laughs> watch the show. So you know that was not a problem at all. Um, well, aren't you glad she did? It's 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 great, especially because uh, the second half of season six starts on Monday. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to we're, we wanted to make sure we were caught up for that. So um, yeah, it's it's like the whole the show whole show is great. I think we kind of already covered. It's definitely a slow burn in the first season or two, and then it starts picking up. I actually, I think the current season's like, it's like good, but it's not. I, I feel like other seasons kind of escalated and got increasingly better, whereas I feel like with the current season, it's like. It it was a big setup. I think it, in especially the two plot lines, um, one, one being Saul's plot line and then the other one being Mike's, they kind of, they were kind of more focused on Saul's plotline and kind of had mice on the back burner until the last episode. So I, I, I think that's what kind of made it weaker. Um, obviously, I think season five, which is the uh, last season, that one was the epitome. I think that one was like the best one so far. But, you know, we still got a second half, so we'll see how, how it ends. Yeah. Obviously, we know we know how it ends because of, of um, Breaking Bad and, and those characters. But, you know... There's still some surprises I think that they could pull off, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they'll build a lot of 
you know, tension and drama around what happens with, with Kim. Uh, who's, who's, she's like probably one of my favorite characters and, and like all of TV, like she's just, she's awesome. So, um, yeah. So I think that'll, that'll probably be like the big build up. Um, but yeah, better call Saul, all's, all's good. And it's, yeah, I was wondering, cause you know, me and my wife were like, are we just like, did we just kind of get like burned out on the show a little bit because we've been watching it so hard and then. So it's kind of affirming that you kind of maybe observe the same where like season six is kind of kind of flatlined a bit versus season five. And but, you know, let's hopefully part two is gets it back up again. Cool. Uh, and then, yeah, the boys. Uh, so, yeah, I watched the finale. That was that's awesome. Such a great it's, season. It was yeah. a great season. Like that show. That so that show it's 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 you don't see it often, but like that show just very consistently outdoes itself season over season, and and this season was just fantastic. So, um, well, I think this season it just it worked so well just because we know it was outrageous from the other seasons with the killing the superheroes and all that stuff, but I, I feel like this season it got kind of more uh, personal with with the 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 with the superheroes and the cast members and all that stuff and the actors were like, you saw more of what motivated them and, and stuff like that. And it, you know, it made more sense. And I know they deviated, um, from the comic books in a good way. Um, where it's, it's, it's a different path, but it, it's turning out good. I think it's a lot of those episodes, especially the last one was such a great episode. Um, it had its hiccups, I think, um, starlight, such a shitty superpower to just be basically a light bulb or something. Um, but I think uh, with what they did with Huey and, and Butcher and Homelander this season, um, it was great. Like, I think it was great development and it kind of, you know, Mother's Milk too and Frenchie. Like, everybody got their time to shine and I think they did a great job. Yeah, I think um, I enjoyed the whole the whole season uh i felt like the the final episode and i think this just kind of happens when you got like so much stuff going on and you just need to like you need to wrap it up and get to a Settle finale it, like it, things were moving real fast in, in the last episode but um yeah still still really good um did you watch or did you read the comics i can't remember no no i think i'm gonna okay. pick it up now since you know just yeah, to no, see because I, I, I diverged so i want to kind of see where, where it goes yeah, I did a little bit of research on, which kind of doesn't even make any sense because I didn't read the comics, but, you know, people are basically doing those, like, oh, here's what's different, and it seems like there's a lot, so, um, so yeah, it could be, like, a good supplemental, you know, content, as it's almost like this. While you wait, yeah. Yeah, while you wait um, type thing, so, yeah, I might, I might check it out um, just because I enjoyed it so much. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Homelander is like, that guy has got to win an award or something. Like he's, I know it's like hard, it's hard for superhero, you know, themed anything to like, you know, get any type of awards, but like, he's just so good. Uh, he He is, he, he carries a show. Well, just like, yeah, his, his, is so nuanced, his portrayal. And it's like, 
you you hate the guy, but he does such a good job where you're like, yeah, I hate this guy. Yeah, he, I mean, he's up there with my like favorite like soci- sociopath characters. You know, like uh, the Pat, guy from Pat, American Psycho, Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, played by Christian Bale. I think uh, Daniel Plainview, and there will be blood. My yeah, yeah, yeah. You my know, so, so it's like uh, there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of other like psycho characters. So like he, I think to me he's yeah. like he's he's absolutely up there with like he definitely psycho. like he should he should get some sort of award nomination. He's he's so good. Um, Carl Urban's pretty good too. Um, I've been a huge fan of his since he did uh, Dread. I think he did such a good job. Disappointed that they never did a a second uh, movie, but you know maybe this will bring it up. So who knows. Um, and he's good in, in Star Trek and other stuff. Yeah. And he's British, which I didn't know. No, he's Aussie. Before. Well, that's uh, kind of the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, but the whole cast is I think he's a New Zealander, actually. <laughs> so you fucked up, yeah. too. It's one of, the, one yeah. of those. You know, that the, you, yeah. you, get more of a, and, you get more of a pass... Saying a New yeah. Zealander is Australian versus saying that they're British. So, hey, listen. If, if Flight of the Concords have taught me anything, is that I know there's a big rift between New Zealanders and Australians. So, yeah, I think you fucked up more by confusing the mm. two than I did by saying British. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Actually, maybe that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, give give some awards to uh, to the boys. Is what we're saying, man. Superhero shows are just not for kids. That's right. Yeah, no, this is not a, uh, not for kids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. So that does it for episode twenty six. Uh, glad to be back doing the the podcast and uh, look for for us on the next episode where Nick and I will be in New York at the same time. Uh, I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on episode 26 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla, and our show art is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.